Hello everyone, welcome to another Mediascope Brief. I hope you're doing well. This is your girl Tachi bringing you media, tech, and pop culture news. Let's talk Sony. They've actually inked a deal to sell PlayStation View internet TV service through small cable operators. Yes, so this is a switch because soon your local cable company could be offering you a cable TV bundle from Sony. Hmm, so under an agreement between Sony Interactive Entertainment America and the National Cable Television Cooperative, the NCTC's members will be able to offer the broadband-delivered PlayStation View service. NCTC is actually a not-for-profit organization, and it serves about 850 cable and broadband systems across the U.S. and represents more than 9 million customers, according to Variety. This organization also operates as a programming and hardware purchasing organization for its member companies. The NCTC also recently struck a deal with the startup Fubo TV to let members resell the company's sports-centric over-the-top streaming TV bundle. Fubo TV's entry-level bundle includes 60-plus live channels, including 34 that carry sports programming. That's a lot of sports. It's a lot of baseball and whatever else. <laughs> so PlayStation View is accessible through TV-connected devices such as PlayStation 4, PS3, Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Fire Stick TV, Android TV, iOS and Android mobile devices, and so on and so forth. Also the PC and Mac web browsers. The service also supports Google Chromecast via compatible Android and iOS devices. If you remember, or if you don't remember, I should say, Sony dropped um, Viacom Networks from the PlayStation View internet-delivered pay TV service last November, as I was saying, and PlayStation View bundles start at $40 per month for a package of 40-plus channels, including AMC, ESPN, etc. So... Something interesting could be coming to a television set near you soon because Sony has inked a deal to sell PlayStation View to small cable operators. Hope you're doing well. I'll be back soon with another Mediascope Brief. Cheers. Welcome back. It's time for another Mediascope Brief. Poor Twitter. They did not add any new users in quarter two of this year. This is a disappointing follow-up to what had been a promising start to 2017. So Thursday morning, which was this morning, they claimed 328 million total users, the same number it reported after quarter one. Analysts had been hoping that the company would add around 4 million new users last quarter. Guess not. Twitter did beat Wall Street's revenue expectations, though, bringing in profits of 12 cents a share on revenue of 574 million. Wall Street was looking for just 537 million in revenue, so they did beat that. Their active users also grew by 12% over the same time last year, a metric that Twitter will likely tout as the company says it will represent as it represents engagement. But Twitter doesn't share how many daily active users it actually has, which makes its year-over-year growth tough to appreciate. Probably because the number's not so great. Anyway, moving on. After adding a surprising 9 million new users last quarter, some hope that this was a sign that Twitter's business growth would eventually follow, but adding zero new users is not what investors were looking for. Their stock is down almost 6% in pre-market trading, 
I'm saying a prayer for you, Twitter, because you have a lot of interesting, great initiatives, including some partnerships for streaming of television programs, a lot of partnerships with Major League Sports, and I really want to see you succeed because I love the 140 character stories that we get to tell. I really do. It's one of my favorite social platforms, so I want to see you thrive and survive. But we've got to grow. We've got to do some things to not only increase engagement because the engagement is a, the engagement rather is abysmal on Twitter for the average person, but to increase that and then attract new users. I don't, do you need to go skew younger or do things to attract millennial and Gen Z? Maybe, but um, you just need to do things better for those of us that are on and love Twitter. Okay, I'll be back soon. Cheers. Hey there, I am back, and I'm back with a rant. You all know how I detest reboots and remakes because usually they're going to do a poor job of it and they'll be canceled after one season. I know, this is a gross overgeneralization, but we've seen these things happen. Come up with something fresh, new, and original, or is that the problem? Or is the problem because you have such a lack of diverse thought <laughs> of people making these things that you come up with this. I digress. The point is that there's another reboot that I'm like, really? Why? So a year and a half ago, TBS and TNT entertainment uh, president and Turner chief creative officer, Kevin Riley announced the reboot of Tales from the Crypt with M. Night Shyamalan steering the ship, the ship rather. So it's based on the EC comic book. The popular series ran for 93 episodes on HBO from 89 to 96. 1989, that is, to 1996. The reboot was also supposed to be an anthology series with each episode focusing on a new story, according to Deadline Hollywood. But news surfaced in April that Tales has stalled due to complications over the rights with the Turner Network issuing a statement that read, the underlying rights to the Clantis classic vintage property are complicated. TNT and others have been pursuing a solution for more than a year with significant progress being made. We look forward to the potential for further active development of this valuable franchise once the clearance process is fully resolved. Riley said that the original comic book was sold to various producers and creators, thus complicating Tales' situation. There is a chance, though, that it will finally rise from the ashes or the dead. But in the immediate future, as far as uh, the genre goes, uh, the excitement around Ridley Scott's sci-fi programming block is there. It's, there's excitement, but we don't know whether or not it will rise. Okay, so in any case, what do you think about reboots and remakes? I don't think I've ever asked that. You, you know I don't really care for them because they're not usually well done. And what do you think about a Tales from the Crypt reboot or remake? I talked about this actually. Uh, I did talk about this last year. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, I don't want to say I hope it doesn't get made because that's not very nice. But if they do it, I need them to do it well. Okay, and guys, do you remember there was a Tales from the Crypt cartoon? Yeah on Saturday mornings. Anyway, <laughs> sound off and let me know what you think. I will be back shortly. Cheers. Hey there. This next Mediascope Brief is talking Hulu. Do you remember ABC's TGIF lineup, which included shows like Hanging with Mr. Cooper, like with Mark Curry, and Family Matters? Well, another day and another win for streaming services because Hulu has acquired the rights to all of the shows from ABC's classic TGIF lineup, including Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Perfect Strangers, and Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's right. 
you're going to be able to see some of your favorite shows from back in the day on Hulu. They plan to promote these shows as a block and appeal to both younger audiences as well as the TGIF generation. So apparently Hulu has been trying to get this licensing for years and it's finally happened. The shows are going to start to be available on Hulu starting September 29th. So if you're nostalgic for the 1990s and you feel like watching a little ABC TGIF, you're going to be able to have access to all of the shows from TGIF. Okay, I hope all is well. I might have one more Mediascope brief in me, so don't be surprised if you hear me again. Okay, cheers. Welcome back. Well, there's a new sheriff in town, and it's no longer Bill Gates. There's been a surge in stock prices as of this morning ahead of expectedly healthy quarterly results, and this has pushed Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, above Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates on the list of the world's richest humans. Richest in money, okay, not kindness or any other things, but presumably both CEOs are uh, supposed to be very kind, according to Select All. Bezos owns 17% of Amazon. According to Bloomberg, shares of the online retailer rose to 1071 and 31 cents this morning. If the gains Amazon made this morning hold through the closing bell of the stock market or held through the closing bell of the stock market, Bezos could retain the spot with a net worth hovering somewhere near $90 billion, which is pretty good. Gates had been the richest man in the world since May of 2013, though he also retained the title during Microsoft's heyday in the 1990s. This news is probably devastating to Bill Gates, and he's probably wiping away the tears with $100 bills. But that's the news that Jeff Bezos has now surpassed Bill Gates as the world's richest man for now. Okay, cheers. And now we have a caller. You say what? DJ Hay is calling in with some information on a new app aimed towards the sight impaired. Let's take a listen. Hey, Tachi, it's DJ. Hey, hope that you are doing well, my friend. And I shared this with Avi just a moment ago, but I thought I would also share it with you on your station. So this is an app that I think is absolutely amazing because even though it's brand new, I think that what it can do is pretty impressive because I have tested it out on my phone and I really like it. So it's called Seeing AI and it allows people like me who are blind to be able to identify certain things like barcodes on products, text documents. So for example, if I was at a restaurant and they didn't have a braille menu available, with seeing AI, I could easily have it read the menu to me. And that way, by the time the waiter or waitress asks me what I want, I can, you know, know what I want. So anyway, I'm going to include the link to the YouTube video of it in the description. And please feel free to call back and let me know what you think. Because yeah, I think you'll really enjoy hearing about it. <laughs> 